0: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Cardinals beat the Cubs 6-0. to nothing. is certainly not the story going into this one. In the red corner with the red shirts, the black and white script, it's Cody Del Mendo and Luke Stuckmeyer in the powder blues. Brendan Miller and Corey Friedman. Let's go. We all wore we matching got... shirts, yes, we by did. accident. Mm-hmm. Uh Obviously, the big storyline was the trade deadline on Tuesday. We'd been building up to this since last offseason. When will they trade Contreras? When will they trade Hap? When will they trade all these relievers? It turns out they just traded the relievers. First of all, who's shocked? I'm shocked. Can't believe this is what we're talking about afterwards. But Hap and Contreras, apparently the market just was not there. Jed Hoyer says he just decided not to move them. Didn't get value.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I thought that the presser from Jed was, you know, a lot of like team speak, general front office speak, but I think also pretty informative. We don't get anything on whether they're interested in extension, but I think exactly as he said is probably the way it played out. And when you read the tea leaves from a lot of these insiders and national writers, seemed like the offer they were looking for was not there or not close to there, and they weren't going to do it otherwise.
2: Right. And, I mean, the reaction on social media is literally it, it's lose-lose for Jed Hoyer no matter what today. Uh, you know, you could be pissed that they didn't move him because Contreras is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, you can be happy that, they're, that they kept him and perhaps maybe they'll get the extension done. We don't know. Uh, and, and if you're someone who wanted to move them, if you would have been pissed either way if they moved them and you didn't get the return that you thought they'd get. And I, yeah. I know I've said on this podcast a handful of times over the last two months saying, do not get up for contra- for the Contreras like the contraras return return. Yeah, and I mean we don't know, but if Jed said that they didn't get the offers that they wanted, then. There's no reason for me to not f- at least, at least just be understanding of that to some sort because I do know I've sat here and I've complained about transparency from this front office, literally since this network began. So like in a way, you know we can get we can we can get the conspiracy theories out there if we want, and I I, I understand them because this front office has been hard to to read since Theo Epstein left, but. I don't know, man. Like, I don't blame people who who are who are convinced or not convinced or at least optimistic that maybe they get an extension done. I, I mean, that's what people want. So I don't blame them for being hopeful for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know <laughs> if it was the right move that they didn't move them. All I know is that at this point, at the, on this day, I feel like the Cubs look better in 2023 than they would have if they traded them. So... Again, a lot has to happen as far as a Contreras extension, but I, I fully understand where a lot, I, why a lot of people could be pessimistic or upset. I totally understand it, but I don't know. For me, from my point of view, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. How's yeah. the pitch doctor
3: feel about the returns that they did get? You know, I was shocked they didn't trade Wilson, but taking a step back, I think the arms that they did get were – Pretty encouraging. You get Ben Brown, who's a big guy, six foot six. You get back Hayden Wisniewski, who's really intriguing. Could be the starting pitching option. First, get Scott Efros, and then you get back Saul Gonzalez, who six foot seven, big guy, definitely has some potential. Is in low A, so I, I feel good about that aspect. But just to go on Cody's point, I feel as if we have no option but to at least be convinced that an extension for Wilson is serious. Like Between now and October, maybe not that's going to happen, but just at the fact that it is a possibility. Because in my mind, the value that's being offered in packages through trades has to outweigh a uh, compensation B-round pick you would get from a qualifying offer. Now, we could be wrong. Maybe the, the trade packages were seriously that bad being offered, but that seems to be the... The, the logical uh, explanation of why he was not dealt. So, if that's the case, if you want to, you know, try to negotiate with uh, with Wilson from here on out before the off season. And there's a possibility you can get him. I'm okay with that. And if you couple that extension with the arms that you got by trading these relievers and those big power arms, then this could be a successful trade deadline. Although, in the current moment, there is uncertainty with it. I don't know if I buy the whole. That's what the market was. That. That might have been
0: true today, especially after the Padres went for Soto and then that was their probably secondary choice was to add Contreras or Happ or something like that. But they didn't trade either guy here. So I don't buy that the trade value wasn't there for either guy. And if you're talking about Contreras, then is the problem you held on to him too long? If the problem Maybe, really is that teams are worried about him catching their star pitchers, well, then you waited too long to trade him. If that's if, if that was your intention, do, because yeah. Because now the Cubs, in my opinion, are in a situation where they have to sign Wilson Contreras, which I was okay with in the beginning. Like, I'm fine. that would have been my preference. Sign Hap, sign Contreras. But I don't believe the Cubs want to do that. And now they're left with a choice of if they don't sign him, all they get is this compensatory pick and they lower his free agent value. So they'd be screwing Wilson, and they, would in some ways, be screwing themselves over by not trading him earlier, when maybe you could have gotten more for him in the off season. Yeah. Hap, I don't mind as much because you have another year of control. You could still trade him if you can't get something done. Again, I still would say re-sign Ian Hap, but like, I don't think they're going to offer deals
1: to either guy. If if your intention was always that you're not interested in Contreras long term. I do think it's very possible that you needed to deal with this earlier, whether this was once last offseason started, after the lockout, whatever it was, because clearly it seems that teams that are in competitive situations have major reservations about him catching their playoff staff. You look at a team like the Mets, the team that was the number one team we heard about, I can understand if Billy Epler was not willing to part with huge portions of his system to the Cubs again for a guy that maybe you would have serious questions. Can he catch Jacob deGrom in a playoff game? Can he catch Matt Serger in a playoff game? That is clearly what the industry believes about Contreras as a catcher, and the only possible way to avoid that is if you get him in there as early as possible. And he's able to work with those pitchers, so that obviously becomes much more difficult to do when there's two months left in a season, and that it seems to be what happens. So now it's a question of did the did the Cubs ever have an interest in this? Do they now? And what does this all look like? I think it also maybe speaks volumes to what his market might be in free agency if if teams have the, yeah these serious concerns about whether he can be a starting catcher going forward i mean also the cubs don't use him as their starting catcher on a nightly basis right like they're utilizing that dh position like we uh always suggested it it's interesting it i this was enlightening for me i i was sort of in that group that kind of expected I big time know. competition for him and the cubs to get something really interesting Especially and that, year that wasn't he's the having.
4: case I
2: mean, yeah. a, a bad July does not lower a guy like Wilson Contreras'
0: trade value. They were both all-stars. Right. Like, Having the best season of their career. I, both again, guys.
2: I, I totally get it if you think maybe they the Jed held, you know, misplayed his hand or whatever. I, I I've, you know, I kind of think it as well. I just, I can't, I, I don't think he, I don't want to believe it because he did so well at the trades last year. He's done well. He's done the done well with the trades. He even did this year. I think we are all very high. I know Brennan's pretty high on the guy they got for Fros. Uh, you know the the other guy, the other two guys as well. I, I I think and the draft. We were all pretty happy with the draft. So I I, I don't know. It's just
3: it doesn't I mean, make sense, right? Yeah, like it doesn't such, make sense. A, And that was, my, that was my first reaction too. And I was you know listening to you guys getting fired from my job because I was. Uh, playing hooky from a Zoom meeting, so thank you guys for uh, you know doing that to me. But that was my first reaction: was how how do we rationalize this? Because if the alternative is he goes to free agency and they don't extend him, in my mind, even the worst package is less valuable than that draft pick compensation. So I'm only left to think either Jed messed this up, which seems unlikely because he's so experienced in this market. Or two, there is a, a genuine belief that they can progress negotiations for an extension. Um, and if that's the case and I understand the process, but it's so unsettling right now. And I wish we knew more about it. And we'll we'll never know. That's the thing, right? Rather, whether or not he's extended or not, we will never know what went down. And that that's kind of annoying, but that's our reality. Joey, do we have the sound from Uh, Jed Hoyer tonight at the
0: early part of the game, which was, by the way, first of all, telling that even Marquis realized that Jed Hoyer talking about not trading guys was more important than actually talking about the first (laughs) inning of the Cubs Cardinals game. That's where the franchise is at right now. That's where the fan base is at. So I believe the first soundbite we're going to hear is Jed Hoyer talking about why they did not trade Wilson Contreras.
1: Jed, what were the things you were weighing when deciding to trade Wilson Contreras or not, and what
5: ultimately were the reasons that you kept him in a Cub uniform?
4: Yeah, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, he's in the last year of his contract, and there there were teams that, you know, were interested, and um, you know, like last year, I think we um, we were willing to listen if someone, um, you know, so gave a, gave us a, a piece that could. Really help our future, you know, and uh, you know we never we never crossed that threshold. And you know Wilson is a you know really valuable player. He's been a a a great cub for I guess six years now, and um, you know we uh, we never got got to that place where we felt felt comfortable making a deal uh, to end his tenure here.
0: Okay, so that's just what we've been talking about. Now the other side of this story is. We've gone through this song and dance now for an entire season, specifically the last couple of weeks, where you've had Contreras being asked every day, crying. Hap getting emotional. Hap was on the radio, even you know just a couple of hours before the trade deadline, talking about not wanting to be traded. We've seen the emotional hugs, the you know the waves to the fans, the meeting with the fans to say thank you, even away from the ballpark, individual fans. Um, so Jed Hoyer was asked about the emotional toll that now that you haven't traded specifically Wilson Contreras, can you feel for him like what he's had the roller coaster that you've basically put him on the last couple of weeks?
4: Hey, Jed, on the human side, I mean, how much do you worry about just kind of the emotional toll this took on Wilson? I mean, it was a week ago he was saying goodbye to fans and he kind of had to go through this limbo this week. You know, What, what can you do from your side in the wake of kind of what he went through this last week? Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly, um, you know, I, I've watched it along with everyone. And I think that, um, you know, maybe, um, because of last year and the fact that we were able to find deals last year that for our expiring contracts that really, um, have held up exceptionally well. Um, I, I think that maybe there was this assumption that we would, that we would definitely move them. There was never anything said by us. You know, we, we've obviously, you know, we're not going to talk about contract negotiations, but obviously I've been in communication with his agents, you know, throughout the month. And we never gave any message to anyone that was like, you know, we're going to trade him at all costs. Or, you know, it was we're going to, you know, we're obviously going to discuss him with teams and if it makes sense for the Cubs, we'll do it. So I, you know, I think he knew that, but obviously I think they're, like I said, I think there was the assumption based on last year that we would, that we would do it. And I do feel for him on the emotional toll. Um, you know, saying goodbye to people thinking you played your last game and things like, you know, with the Cubs and, and then obviously, um, you know, not being traded. I think there's a yo-yo, uh, impact to that. But, um, again, it's not based on, um, any missed messaging from, from our side. Uh, we never, we never said that. We, we just, we never found a, uh, a deal that came, came close to the the right value.
0: And then finally, the last clip we want to play is what I think is the most important part now, because there are, fans and people that believe that because they weren't traded, that Hap and Contreras are now, you know, Cubs for life. Which, in my mind, unless they sign these two guys, then the hand was misplayed. Like, if, if they're not going to sign these guys to an extension, then the hand was misplayed somehow, somewhere, by somebody. So, this is, uh finally he was asked, Jed Hoyer, about the possibility of signing Wilson Contreras to an extension.
4: I guess do you look at the situation differently now? Is Wilson a player that you would want to build around and engage uh, in free agency? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go through the, the the contract negotiation thing. we I think we've, we've been there. I'm not not going to talk about that. You know, in this in this forum,
0: obviously just a, a non-answer to it. But I'm glad the question was at least asked, so it's out there. Um, For us to discuss, you know, like I I think that has to be done. I just letting the two of them walk for compensatory picks would be a mistake in my mind. And it would be not fair to either player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with Wilson, the question would have to be whether or not you messed up the timing, Mm -hmm. right? Because I find it hard to believe clearly the offers were not there. And he says in the postgame remarks, like we didn't get an offer that we felt you could justify for someone who's meant so much to the organization and is who he is. Uh, you just couldn't justify it. But I don't believe that was always the case, right? So whether that was this off-season last trade deadline with everybody else, like I think the question would be, was there a time where you could have gotten something that you would have been able to justify? And if you never had an interest in keeping him, you should have done it then, right? but it's clear that the everything you read and hear from Jed, like the offers were not good and he wasn't going to do it for that. So now it leaves us in this weird spot. Can we kind of go through
2: the timeline from the moment that the, the three guys last year were traded up to this point. Okay. After they were traded, Jed said in August, this isn't going to be like 2012, 2013, blah, blah, blah. Rest season plays out, get a little bit of the off season going uh Cubs signed Stroman, they signed a few other guys, Clint Frazier, Jackson Frazier, whatever you call Suzuki. him, Gian Gomes, uh, what'd you say? Suzuki? Suzuki. Or no, that, no no, that was that after came, the lockout. Yeah, that came later. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no no extension with Contreras before the lockout. Then the lockout comes, it lasts literally ages it feels like. Next thing you know, the season or uh, the lockout ends in like March and as soon as it ends, guys are going to spring training. And the Cubs still needed to sign guys just to have. And then Wilson, in spring training, said that he wasn't going to talk extension, like, in season. So I'm just saying that that's what he said. And then here we are now. I'm not saying that the Cubs missed their chance to have a conversation with him, but given the circumstances – maybe it just wasn't their number one priority. And should it have been to avoid what happened, what's happened this entire season? Yeah, probably. And if we want to criticize them for that, for sure. But I don't know, like they, to me, they, there's, there's like, for sure. They should have definitely tried to talk extension with him even before. Yes. Last year. Like I, I, this network hasn't, hadn't been a thing yet, but like, I have friends out there, some who probably listen to the show, that know that I was like, We need to extend Wilson Charles, and that was when Bryant, Baez and Rizzo were on this roster still. And you know, that like no one was talking about that. So I, I don't know. I just I maybe it was because of those three guys that they never got to you know, was never their number one priority. Uh, there there's a lot of like like what to what to really think and I don't I, I again I'm just really confused and lost on it uh and now we have to sit through a few months of you know wondering what are they going to do it'd be cool if like they would actually talk extension now considering the season is over and you know they're 20 games under nothing else matters it if they if they get an extension done before if they were able to do it before the end of the season at least at least that it it would make some sense it would it would it would be able to give some of us some sort of idea of what they were doing but right now it is tough and i don't blame people i'm just again i'm i'm cautiously optimistic thinking that maybe they just wanted to maybe this was what they planned on doing to some extent Again, he did say they, they did talk to guys. I give Jed credit for at least admitting that. I mean, that, if he just straight-up lied to us about that, that would have been hilarious considering all the reports and all the tweets from all the major uh, breaking news reporters out there. But I, I don't know. It's, there's uh, just a lot of,
0: of questions, like I keep saying. Robbie wants to blame people, and he, then he says, Jed. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, of the pitchers, they okay. The guys they got back, they got four guys back. They were all one for one deals. Um, surprising that they moved four guys from their bullpen, but that was yeah. their that was their strength. So they yeah. dealt from their strength. I didn't see the Efros thing coming. Of the returns, which one do you like the most? Because MLB Pipeline already has one guy at number eight in the Cubs farm system and one guy at number. 11 in the farm system so those trades had me leaning towards a very good trade deadline for the cubs today was much more confusing for me
3: yeah i mean i think of all the guys they acquired was probably has the fastest timeline and the stuff automatically jumps out at you if you look at ben brown it's a really tall guy six foot six has a very steep release point and that causes this perhaps unique uh, slider trajectory. But if you look at Wisniewski, it's kind of the opposite. He has this release point that's a little bit more three quarters, a little bit more extended. And the pitching ninja, Rob Friedman, put out a video showing this frisbee-looking slider that Wisniewski throws that had 20-plus inches of horizontal break. If you look at other guys who have similar breaking action on their breaking pitches, those guys include like Sonny Gray, those 95th-plus percentile guys so in my mind i'm seeing this pitcher who is talking about how he has confidence in his slider he has a cutter he has a changeup he has two fastball he has five pitch types and one of his breaking pitches already appears to be unique in both release point and in movement, of course, I'm going to get excited about it. And in this year, in AAA, he has good numbers. His strikeout per nine is eight batters per game. His walk rate's under three batters per nine innings. And his ERA is uh, around 3.5. So you can see automatically, like giving up Scott Efrost and having that several years worth of team control is uncomfortable. But you can see automatically within the next like, two weeks to a month, maybe sooner, who knows, we could be seeing a legitimate starting pitching option, get innings this season. And within that same cost controllable timeline that Efros had contribute out of the rotation with multiple pitch types. And I like Efros. He was very successful. And this is not to, you know, not to dig whatsoever, but there is a level of uncertainty with relievers who don't get whiffs. And with Efros, he generated so much weak contact, but his whiff rate was below league average. So as a reliever, from my point of view, I always want guys that miss bats because that limits the blue pits. It limits like the Luis Gonzalez, Mariana Rivera blue pits to win the World Series. You want to limit that potential. And Efros was one of those guys who made a living off of weak contact. So I understand that point of view of trying to mitigate the risk. And I think by getting Wisniewski, who's almost majorly ready, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty excited about it.
0: I do like that the guys, which is what Cody had been asking for all along, was guys that are closer to the major league level. They no now, last means. year, they got a really good return, but all the guys were very, very young. This time around, the guys are closer to majors. Maybe they're not the quality of prospect as the younger guys, but they're closer to the major league level. They're, they're, they're closer to being at Wrigley Field.
1: I think that that was one of the things that, you know, we can parse through a lot of Jed's words, and I'm sure a lot of people hated how he handled part of it. They maybe liked how he handled part of it, but one thing that I think he said that is true... Uh, and as he's been working on for quite some time, is that the system is in a very healthy place. Uh, They have loaded up doing all of this work, going back to the U Darvish trade. These guys keep graduating levels. Uh, They have added a lot of tools, a lot of good athletes, a lot of real promise to this system. How soon that translates to success at Wrigley Field, whether they trade some of those guys for Major League talent, we'll see. But their goal when they started this process, whether we all liked it or not, was to improve the system, to create a potential future pipeline like some of these other teams have to where they don't have to spend money all the time on free agents or supplemental players. When they're in those win windows, they just call them up. And I think if you're looking back at that, I think he's done a really good job of creating exactly that.
0: They did trade four relievers that nobody really knew a whole lot about. I mean, Robertson you knew about and Gibbons, but they traded relievers that aren't like big name relievers and they got four prospects back. That part I appreciate. I don't know if I buy a lot of the stuff that happened today necessarily. I think there's some disbelief and I, I think there's a possibility that hands were overplayed or the market was misread. That's just looking at it like right now. I guess we're going to see more when we find out how things go. But I don't think the plan ever was, well, we, we value Wilson and Hap so much that we can't trade them because they went and tried to trade them. They sure. were either asking yeah. too much or they misread the market on the two of them.
1: Yeah. Well, Half. I mean, half they didn't yeah. have to, right? Yeah. Like, so they, they needed to get blown away by that. The Wilson thing raises a lot of questions because you just read what Agreed. people seem to think. And I, I I, can't believe, and you said this earlier about just like Jed being good at this and, and being in the league for too long. Like he must have known for some time that the interest in Wilson was not going to be what he thought it was. He didn't learn that today right, or yeah. uh, something is just very off, right? he, yeah. he mu- If this is the opinion that some teams have of him, it's this low that they would rather maybe veer towards a QO pick or revisit extension talks, he must have known that at some point. That can't be, like, breaking news to him that nobody was going to give up anything interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jed did say, you know, it's not like him or the Cubs or anything really put out there that, you know, they were going – to sell him and Hap. It was just kind of assumed because of last year. You want to blame that on the media? You want to blame it on me, you, and Luke sitting here talking about it in front of a <laughs> mic with 100 and some people on YouTube watching us? I don't know. Like
3: but That's a fair assumption, you, can, though, too.
2: Right. But can you blame us? considering yeah. what happened no, last year. No, all
0: signs point. Every sign on the planet and in the universe pointed to those guys being traded. Oh, yeah. For sure. Even they thought they were being traded to the point where they both Got emotional about it multiple times. Marquis was right. leaning
1: into it. They Markey weren't telling people no, they're not trading them, you know.
2: Everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah. Everybody so was I, leaning into it. I don't know. I There's gotta so be like a barrier in place, though, because like you see the emotional toll on like Wilson and Ian Happ. I don't know the solution to that, right? But they're playing for your team. Your manager is saying they're distracted because of this. There has to be some type of barrier involved where you can actually protect those guys in this environment that is changing that that was a disappointing factor
4: yeah
2: I mean the Juan Soto trade really might have had a big impact in this yeah. too as much as I am happy that he's not on the Cardinals like it 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 did affect the Cubs in terms of what they could have got back for Harper Contreras and if we're going if we have to suffer with that then I am completely okay with it I really am and if you don't like that then you don't watch the game enough. I, I honestly think that. So,
0: <laughs> I, I do hope that one thing is true, and I think it may be a Cubs fan-related theme, but I've heard many times people saying the Mets were a little gun-shy after Pete Crow Armstrong last year. They didn't want to make that mistake twice. I hope that's true. I hope that they're so scared that he's going to be so good that they were fleeced so badly that this year they were like, eh, Contreras, we better eh, take it easy on that deal. You hit a hard one tonight, too.
2: Giants, that, another
0: team, they're known for always buying. They didn't really buy this year. Yeah. They also didn't sell. They didn't yeah. sell Rodon. I, I think it's strange that you've added extra playoff teams and really only the rich got richer and the poor got slightly poor, but the middle teams all just kind of hung around. The White Sox, Giants, a lot of those teams just kind of did meh kind of moves or, or did nothing. It was right. like the Which big, wasn't the idea.
2: It was the big giant teams like the Padres and the Dodgers or whoever, you know, that, that did things. The Mariners, you know, a few days ago. They all they they did they big they did them big moves. Uh, and then all these middling like wildcard teams, they were just kind of like, I'm just gonna do a little bit. We're gonna try and be the
0: Braves of twenty twenty one and
2: see what happens.
0: But yeah. Brendan, uh, we're gonna do a line switch here like hockey, because Ryan Herrera is trying to eventually join after he gets clubhouse interviews I'm guessing from Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, uh, David Ross. Before we let Brennan go I do want to know from the pitch doctor when can we expect the first heat map on some of these prospects? When, when can we see the beautiful colors on a tweet with some like moving <laughs> yellows and oranges and other things that we'll have to like send private like that I won't understand. Texting Slack messages back and forth so you can tell me what the hell I'm looking know. at. I
4: was listening to you
3: like last week, you were criticizing one of my graphs, Luke. So like, I now I feel a little self-conscious said, I'm too, about it. I'm too old and technologically <laughs> stupid to understand what you're talking I mean, about. Before I cut off here, I was, I was actually, it was funny because I was texting Corey that day. I'm like, hey, does this graph make sense? Like I'm trying to like make them better. And then as I send that text oh, 10 minutes later, yeah. I send that text to you're on air saying, I don't understand that graph. I'm like, oh my God, I'm spending all this time trying to figure this out. But the moment there's like one data set, like, yeah, you're going to see all those colors out there and I'll consult with you to see what your favorite colors. How about that? That's what I'm looking forward to.
0: You just need you almost need to put out the heat map for the analytics crowd, which I think is what you do. Like you bring in the analytics people that really want to see breaking down the stats and then dumb guys, dumb old guys like me, you need to put something out there like red
3: good, green bad <laughs> this is where he is he's in the green good or he's in the red bad i mean that's all your readers, were your readers on though when you're looking at the graph that that's an influence as well you know i had two readers out today and i still good. didn't get to see Contreras ah. traded
1: right. <laughs> we're kind of colored like a heat map tonight yeah we good. are that's right and remember that of and most red.
0: most men are colorblind so half the population out there is looking at your heat map going, uh, I'm not sure.
3: Hey, blue and red is uh, colorblind uh, uh, protective. So just saying. Every, we all matched.
0: Two red, two blue. We're good to go. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about these guys uh, before we do the line change and take a break for Cody's points
3: bet? Yeah, I mean, the last takeaway is like, these are power arm guys even Saul gonzalez does not throw that fast but he's six foot seven and then the last note is daniel Moscos worked with Wisneski in double a he's the one who kind of implemented those sweeping sliders and it appears as if they may have another one with uh Wisneski coming over so i think it adds a layer of confidence that they know who to target and they have confidence they can actually develop these guys and now it would be great if the next time you were in chicago you came in studio I instead tried. of having to talk
0: tried, to you in I this tried. cube this California Try. cube that we keep getting you from, what? I know, but it was. Just, we're just honored to have the pitch doctor in the building today after the big trade deadline.
3: So thanks for I joining know. us. We appreciate it. Next time in Chicago, I promise you, I'll be in studio. Don't worry. I'll bring some ice cream. How about that? Donuts, but donuts. All right, Do donuts. Right. You got Do right.
0: right. Donuts would be the choice. I, no, know, the I it don't for the lactose intolerant. You know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate it. Cody, what? Yes. Um, what are what did you gamble on tonight? How did it work out for you?
2: Oh my God! I had Jacob Degrom strikeouts and he missed by. By well, I ha, I you know I think I had him at eight. He got six. Um, I hate gambling right now. I can't win anything. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, roll over my bedside, pick up my phone, look at the lines because that's what I do, Luke. I know. Uh, you know, it's my favorite thing to do. P- open up points bet. For that reason, and also, you know, I love opening up PointsBet because it's the best way to support CHGO. And when you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that is not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. It's your favorite team prime for a a comeback. Uh, If you live bet the Cubs tonight, well, I'm sorry. Don't just watch the game. (laughs) Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets. Faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help. Call
0: 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Seen some new uh, names coming across the chat throughout the day. Like some people saying we've listened to the podcast. We've never been on the live chat, so it's great to have everybody. We had good turnouts, uh, especially this afternoon during the trade deadline. Hey, real
6: quick, real quick, I'm excited about something because it is a first here on the Uh show. uh Oh, Corey has won his first Who You Got.
0: Yes, (laughs) there it is. So
6: congrats to you, (laughs) which was
0: the most unlikely thing to happen today? Contreras not being traded, Hap not being traded, or Corey winning Who You Got? Corey winning Who You
6: Got. While picking Contreras, who is still a Cub? (laughs) That's right. It all combines into one.
1: I can only hear the voice of Al Michaels on the broadcast of the 1980 (laughs) Winter Olympics. Do you believe in miracles? (laughs) And I'm the only one here that was alive for
0: any of that. But yes, I do remember it in (laughs) I did it. I kind of
1: cheated. I just decided while we were on before that I was just going to make a pick, even though it wasn't really my turn. And here we are. Uh, as Cody always tweets, Kevin from The Office, it is genuinely just nice to win one. I, I really nice didn't think I win. would be here. So I'm, I'm very happy.
0: Right. Well, you know, you're wondering how am I around and still here after having seen Do You Believe in Miracles live? I'm still here talking about Wilson Contreras all these years later. It's because I started taking AG1. Oh. Woo! has that turned my life around. Didn't have time, wanted better gut health, needed more energy, optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for months. and. It's not super healthy taste. Instead, it's kind of mild. And here's what it is: a scoop of AG1. You are absorbing 75, not 50, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging—all those things. I get a noticeable boost in the morning. So that's when I take it, first thing on an empty stomach, and it is lifestyle friendly too. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1, an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. It's recommended by professional athletes, has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system. And to make it easy, Athletic Green's gonna give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. <laughs> Again, athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. <laughs> Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What is Robbie saying? He's asking if you're paleo or keto, Luke. <laughs> I am not paleo, nor am I keto. So in oh, that way, yeah. I, I'm also not gluten-free or dairy-free. Okay. My wife does the gluten-free thing. I try some of the gluten-free stuff. It's like cardboard. I can't do it.
1: Yeah. Well, we know you're not dairy-free. We've seen of <laughs> I'm not dairy-free. Yeah, definitely not yeah. dairy-free. I double-dipped on the ice cream. To, I, yeah. Before the
0: yeah. trade deadline, I was like, oh, I've got to have some energy. <laughs> I went to the cookie dough that I had to hear
1: from the ice cream social. It's still hanging around. How about that from David? Extend Corey. Extend yeah. Corey, yeah. I, will, I would love to play for the Chicago Cubs organization for the next decade.
2: You can just extend you
1: for CHGO. That too. <laughs>
0: Stan, hell of a transition grandpa stucky
1: well that's what i'm here for you know he's a professional just the pro of pros
2: we got 102 watching right now 27 likes though come on guys trying to hit
0: 50 by the end of this yeah that would be nice uh so the cubs didn't make the big deal but as we wait for ryan herrera obviously the the monster deal of the whole thing was juan soto getting traded to the padres like the padres ad maybe it did impact finally the cubs because the Padres were a team that at least had poked around for Contreras and Hap, never did it, especially not after they did the added Juan Soto and Hader. At that point, who was left to trade to the Cubs? So you knew it wasn't going to be the Padres at some point. Um, they get a 23-year-old, a 21-year-old, Hasslewood, that basically three former number one picks, and then they get guys that are major league ready as well. Like They got a haul back for him but it still doesn't change the fact that the Nationals are tearing down great players faster than the Cubs are.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, we, we talked about it a lot on the, the trade deadline show, but, you know, me and Luke were the ones here who were like, the Cubs shouldn't trade for Juan Soto. Still and believe I, that. And I still believe that. But the Padres, they are ready to win now. I don't care if they are going to be a wild card team this year. When they have to face the Dodgers as many times as they do a year, like – you like to add Juan Soto to that team with Tatis and Manny Machado to go with the really good pitching that they have. Uh, and then Jake Crowenworth as well. Like they they have a really good team to go with him now. Like perhaps in five years, maybe, maybe you can look back and be like, maybe justify, you know, the nationals being ahead. But if you want to talk about right now, Padres for the next, at, at least the next Two and a half seasons look like a team that are going to be uh, really hard to beat, and even I, as I a give, wild card, right? And I give I give their front office all the credit because I'm someone who loves watching teams go all in because you know what it means you got nuts, it means you got guts, it means you that it means that you actually care about your fan base, it means that you want to go out there and win a goddamn championship. And there's so many teams in them in Major League Baseball right now that don't want to. So I completely support it. So many people value prospects, and I get it to an extent because that's kind of the reason that the Cubs are in the position they are. But the Padres were loaded, and they were ready to win. So I, 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 like, I like what they did in terms of, you know, giving themselves a chance ter- and what it means yeah. for the game.
0: Voight was in the trade too, right? Like Voight also Voight, yeah, went Voight, because yeah. they couldn't get Hosmer to go. <laughs> yeah. Now one of the – um, do you remember a conversation, I remember it was last week or the week before, and I think we were saying one of the only ways we'd be okay with the Cubs trading for Soto is if they used the return from this trade deadline and it was so great from get what they got for Contreras and Hap and Robertson and Givens, and at that time we didn't know Efrost, we thought, well, if they took all of those prospects and somehow there were enough guys in there and you could include... Keegan Thompson or somebody, then I would say, okay. But you see what the return, they got this year in the return. It wasn't the same as what they got last year. They're not even close. And so the, the reason we said he didn't fit currently in this Cubs situation is they would have been in the same situation as the Angels are. They would have been Juan Soto and nobody because they would have, have zero farm system if they just traded all the guys they got last year. So that, and, and you would have had to pay the $500 million so you wouldn't have had to pay money that they would have been willing to pay out to other guys. So you'd had mm-hmm. one player on the team. Mm. And you probably would have lost Nico Horner in the deal, too. Yeah. No, it, it makes... It's different because the Padres are ready to win now. Right. They may be depleting Absolutely. their farm system, but they're ready to win now. Yeah. And in fact, if the Padres don't win in the next three years, you can look back. You might look back on this and go, what were they doing? They overplayed their hand because if they don't win in this Soto window and they can't afford to re-sign Soto and they just have them for these two years after this year, that leaves them a three-year window. Granted, you've got Tatis, you've got Soto, you've got Machado, like you've got Bell, like you've got great players on the team. Pitching. You've got Musgrove, you've got Hader. But if you Dumbish. don't win it in that three-year window, now you're – farm system's not what it was before and you might have to start trading off some of these guys they may have to trade soto after three years to try and get some prospects back
2: and in, that, yeah. final that, yeah, in that final year haul, but they will get nearly a haul they may
0: yeah. only have them for they may only have them for two years and then say you know what it's not working we've got to get some of the prospects back because we yeah. can't afford 500 million like yeah.
1: cody said like that's what it takes that's sometimes the Yeah, yeah I know. if you want to. And risk. I think like the, the Padres are in a unique situation where the Dodgers don't show any signs of slowing down that sort of sitting atop that division and the league and they've fallen short of them. They've they've spent they've traded they've acquired guys and they just keep falling short of the Dodgers last year, they fell short of the Dodgers and the Giants. And I think AJ Preller was in a spot where he's like, I I need to go for this. We need to win a championship because we've been making too many moves. We've been spending too much money for a few years now. And it has to pay off eventually. And sometimes that's the risk you have to take. Um, yeah. Corey,
6: you're yes. a Michigan guy. If, uh, is University my math wrong here? Man? Or if they extended Soto, would they be paying over a billion dollars to Machado, Tatis, and Soto?
1: It's something like that. Right? I like think. that yeah. is an
6: unfathomable amount of money. But like I'm that makes me one because I don't think that their owner is necessarily at the top of the is you know, in the highest echelon. Can they can they do that? You know, like I that's where I, I, I'm not sure. What kind of financial situation they're going to be? If I'm they not go sure in like, for that which extension. of those
1: contracts are up by the you know while Soto's still a Padre or how that all works. But yeah, they're going to have some ma- I, I, as you said. Like I'm, I would have been interested in Soto uh, for the Cubs. It's a different discussion. It doesn't really matter. I wish they were more in a position that it was something they were pursuing. Um, but for the Padres, like yeah, like Luke said, like you have an immense amount of pressure to win a championship they are a team that
0: could win it now though like I yeah I would say Padres Dodgers I could see winning it uh Yankees you could see winning it you could see the Astros winning it who else do you consider the Braves I would say the Braves made some good moves the Braves could still win it so there's there's five teams I named uh are the Mets a team that could win it
2: Jacob DeGrom pitched tonight if he stays healthy they're gonna be scary I so think, maybe, you know, we know, maybe six teams? I think
1: we know that you know, if you can get in, the, this wild card round now makes things it's a little harder to kind yeah. of I sneak mean, in and, and the do Brewers, damage. If but, the Brewers I don't
0: consider, honestly, I don't consider them a World Series contender, and if the Cardinals no. snuck in somehow, I wouldn't consider them a contender. There's too many good teams, too, too much of a gauntlet you'd have to yeah, go through really for a team good, to really get really lucky teams. and play well. You'd have to go through too many good pitchers, too many good lineups. Yeah. It's true.
2: But it's baseball. We've it, seen crazier I, things happen. No one saw the Braves winning last year. No one thought the Nationals would win in 19. I I think any team can win. Yeah, people – So maybe that's if, why those
1: – the right team gets hot –
2: That's why the Padres you know, are going all in right now. This, even though they're going to be a wild – Well, that's why team. the middle
0: teams are just hanging yeah, around. The, yeah. This deadline, we did see some of the teams And the that fact were that the really expanded
2: playoffs. I think expanded playoffs are a big reason why, you know, a lot of these other – These middling teams really didn't do much because, you know – they feel like they can, they're going to at least be, at, be in it at, in the last week of the year no matter what. So in a way, it's on MLB's fault for you know, doing that. Not that I'm against it. I mean, I'm kind of okay with it, whatever.
0: I just think it's fascinating that a team that's 12 games out of first place went all in, and as Nick G says, the Padres' odds for winning the World Series went from 22-1 to 1 to 8-1. to 1. And they're 12 games out of first place. Yeah. And by the way, the team ahead of them, Continued to add as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the Dodgers are going away. Right. Man. They could easily, you know, even for all the for
6: when they have Soto for sure locked up, like they could never win the division and it's just a couple games that they go the wrong way. And, you
2: know? The Dodgers added Martin. Who else did they add?
6: Uh,
0: Gallo, Joey Gallo, right? Oh, yeah. But that's
6: well, kind who of knows? like a who knows what's yeah, going to happen with that? Maybe
2: he gets revitalized. Knowing the Dodgers and how they fix guys like Max an Muncy and too. stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know they'll, they'll. I wouldn't be surprised if he at least plays a little bit better cause I read some. Anyone see the Q and A with him with Gallo and some reporter in New yeah. York? Apparently, he's yeah. like afraid to walk the streets in New York. Uh, like actually afraid to. Uh, so that's something. But Gallo was, He's got a a a strong career of you know showing that he's at least hits a lot of homers. You know, so we'll see. Uh, either way, you got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, that pitching staff that they have. You know, Bellinger's heated up recently. That they're, they're still really good, whether they made a big, giant move this, this deadline or not. So, um, they're, they're scary.
0: See Wilson saying uh, a lot of weight off my shoulders. And I will say, while you did win uh, who you got, we mentioned I did have Ian Happ, and he did make a great catch at the wall, great taking catch. away a home run. Yeah. So before we just go giving it away to Corey Joey, let's just remember my guy took away a run.
1: Luke can't even let me have his this
0: guy one. had a triple.
1: The the comments not were so happy for me. I'm happy for you.
0: <laughs> this day is so mixed up and upside down. I felt like we were in Stranger Things, the upside down world. Yeah. Things were happening strangely everywhere. And um, what are we seeing on the chat here?
1: It would appear that Vince Scully has passed. Yeah,
0: away. I I. I haven't seen it yet, but I guess guys are saying Vince Scully passed away. Well, I mean, one, he's one of the all-time greats. Did he really pass I away? I mean,
1: yeah, Dodgers probably the, probably the
0: greatest of the great. Like, his voice yeah. was unbelievable. And to do it by himself, which that's what was most impressive, that he could just go on telling stories, and it was sort of the rhythm of baseball, right? Like, I ne- almost every announcer out there that you, you can think of, somebody doesn't like. I don't care if it's Joe Buck. Go down the list. Somebody will – if you talk to somebody, they'll be like, I don't like him, I don't like him, I don't like him. Nobody ever says they don't like Vince Scully.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Everybody thinks Vince Scully is the voice of baseball.
2: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that
0: is certainly sad news from the world of baseball. Um, Looks like we have Mr. Ryan Herrera, the one man on the planet who said, with a little pressure and a little hesitancy – that Wilson Contreras would be here on August 3rd, and it was that man right there. So go ahead, take your bow.
5: Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, i like to thank my family, my friends, my fans, always supporting me. Um, you know, I just, I sat there, tried to kind of conform and then and, and tried to go against my gut and then eventually my gut won out and I, I knew, I knew what I knew, I knew what I thought was correct um and clearly I was right yeah clearly no I mean I I would have I would have I would have I probably would have said that he was gonna not be traded I was already you could already I was already having that internal debate on did I really want to conform and and just be a follower or do I want to be a leader um in the end I was a leader in the end I got it right um and you know I had it first I said it first and you know was it like five days later six days later here we are I'm the champion Right, well, can, Missouri, can, can, all
0: about leadership.
2: Can I, can I go on my little Todd then? Because I did say that they weren't going to trade Ian half.
0: And I think all, everyone else said that Ian know, Well, Hap we got to go traded. back. That's, we may have to do that before tomorrow. Or we'll do it later next week. We're going to have to go back and reevaluate what our picks were. Yeah. Who won? We have to do our pointed system.
5: Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, up to Joey, though. I'm
0: not that. good with the math.
2: Yeah, I'm not a math guy either. I don't do the numbers. How I'll how run the math by support, Corey. He's, he's my uh, math
0: guy. He double checks it. Maybe but we'll anyway. have Brendan evaluate it all. And Robbie says and Ryan should be GM. That.
1: Quote on Wilson.
0: Hey. So, Ryan, what uh, – I, I can't believe both guys didn't get traded. We've heard some of what Jed Hoyer said. What did Wilson say? What did Ian say after after the game today? Because I would assume both were happy.
5: Yeah, I, we both were happy. I, I think one of the big words is kind of they were both relieved really that it was over. Um, I know Wilson said that he would have been fine, you know, if if he did end up getting traded, he would have been fine, but these last just not knowing, the not knowing is kind of what was 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 tough. And so just they really felt both of them felt a, like a big sense of just relief, like a, like a monkey off their back kind of thing. Um, and just being able to now forget him regardless of if they got traded or not, you know, obviously they're here. Um, just regardless of either which way, now they can just focus on playing baseball for the last two months of the season. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's just the relief that they don't have to kind of worry about what the next what you know where they're going to be the next two months of the season, um, and for you know Indian have's case next year too. So um, yeah, relief. I think I, I think they're both uh, they're both very relieved. Obviously, they're both happy to be here. They both wanted to be here. Um, you saw just last week the Pirates game, just how much they like. You know, love playing for the Chicago Cubs, love playing in front of those fans at Wrigley Field. Um, so that—that's obviously like not. I'm not saying that they would have been happy to go somewhere else. Too. Like they wanted to be here, um, but just relieved, I think, more that it's over than anything.
0: I I thought Wilson was almost giddy before the game. You know, like that he hadn't been traded, and I understood that relief. But then when I was watching the game, thinking about it, I thought to myself, does he know that they're going? Does he know something about? Extension talks, because to me that's the only way that he would be happy and that this would all make sense is if they, if they now do go ahead and extend him because if it's just about playing here for another two months, if I'm him, I might as well just go play for a World Series somewhere, and then if I'm going to not be here, I'll just go be a free agent and my free agent value wouldn't be impacted at all by the Cubs. Um, did he have anything to say about extension talks after the game?
5: Um, no, um, I know Jed, you know, Jed pregame kind of just didn't want to talk about any contract stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson just, uh, I mean, again, just more relief, uh, than anything. Uh, I, I'm try, I was even trying to remember if he actually got asked about the extension talks after the game. Um, but either way, it was, I, I, it's just not there. I, I, I think I, we're kind of seeing that, um, and, uh, Jed kind of touched on this is like just the value of keeping Contreras, you know, maybe maybe extending that qualifying offer uh, at the end of the season like that they probably look at that and just considered that to be better value than what they got, so I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't even know that the ex- those extension talks have happened or will happen, um, but just, again, as far as we know, they haven't um, as, as much as we've been told, um, so I think you're looking at Potentially a, just a qualifying offer going into the off season, and and um, I mean, you know that maybe that kind of that kind of affects Contreras' market. But you know they surprised us today, so I guess you can never truly rule anything out with this front office and this ball club.
1: I think the other thing with like Wilson too, and like seeing him so giddy and and wondering what he's thinking, like he's he doesn't know anything else. You know, like that was one of the things in the last deadline, like Rizzo had obviously played for other organizations, but with Javi and KB, where some people had optimism, maybe they would resign, you know, in the off season. And so much of the logic was these guys don't know anything else. If you send them somewhere else, they'll find out that maybe the grass isn't greener somewhere else, but the grass is green in other places. Wilson has been in this organization for over a decade. Like he did. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to go to a winner. I'm not saying that he, you know, doesn't think about his market or what his value is or things like that. But I do think it's possible that he genuinely just wants to stay here. It's all he knows. He knows a lot of people in the organization. And even if it's just for a couple months, I think he would rather spend them here until maybe he wouldn't have thought that if he got traded and he was playing in a pennant race and he's with new pitchers and yada, yada. But I think he he seemed really relieved and happy before the game. We saw him hugging everybody in the dugout, reading the stuff from him after the game. Like I think he might just be happy to be a Cub for as long as he can lay his head on the pillow and say that he's a Cub. Yeah. Uh,
2: fam guy, 218, uh, he had a comment in here. I feel like maybe we could spew over a little bit. We kind of already have a little bit, but just in case, I know Ryan wasn't here when we... When we kind of talked, but he says, "I'm not trying to criticize any members of the media, especially you guys." But why are people so mad at Jed for quote putting Contreras through this? Jed never said they were automatically trading Wilson, and we kind of talked about how the qualifying offer situation—if you know you, Jed will offer it—they'll hurt his market. Blah 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 blah, uh, and there's the fact that there hasn't been a lot of transparency of like just knowing a, about uh, where that situation was,
1: I don't know. I mean... I think they they could have, and I mean, Ryan, I don't know if there was, was any indication was on this or whatever, year. but, like, I think if they... I think they could have communicated seemingly better if they didn't want to trade a guy or whatever. Like, Ian Hap, I think, said after the game that... He didn't really think that, but he kind of kept seeing it everywhere, and so he started to wonder, like, okay, well, my name keeps showing up, so maybe it's getting a little weird. And he wasn't hearing it from the Cubs. Right. They could have said, listen, here's what's happening. Yes, we're looking at this, or no, we're not. I'm reading a quote on Twitter from Wilson about Hoyer. He says, we're good. We have a really good relationship. They did what they're supposed to do to listen to offers. Like I've said before, this is a business. It's not about feeling. It's a business. So I think he gets it. Maybe they could have communicated better, but it doesn't mean he's not going to be sad, and it doesn't mean that you're not kind of putting a guy through a little bit of an emotional ringer. Uh, Whether there's a better way to go about that, I'm not sure. And I've seen a
2: few comments as well where people are like, you know, why should we care? considering Contreras making like 10 million dollars from the Cubs these are multi-million dollar players it's like well they're human
0: you know
1: yeah, he's so a I person get it. with emotions and we yeah. love these guys like yeah. that's part of the point of all of this i think
2: and i'm glad that Jed addressed that in the presser saying you know that you know he feels like what like what how it all went down and everything hopefully he learns from it i, I don't know like i think one thing that I think Jed Hoyer has showed all of us since the moment he took over for Theo Epstein is that he does not hold one player above the other. He is down the middle for every single one of them. Because if he wasn't, then we'd probably have Rizzo, Brian, or Baez, or like one of the three here, and even maybe Schwarber as well. And and, and I've kind of hinted at this before. On one hand, the way he does things is is, is a con, and on the other hand, it's, it's a pro because – Sometimes we've seen it out throughout the history of the game, the amount of teams that overpay for a player or do this or that. And right now in hindsight, it doesn't look like a bad, like it doesn't look bad on him that he traded Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo. No. Rizzo's has 26 bombs. Yeah, with the short porch in New York and with that lineup, of course he's playing better there. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. But Bryant can't stay healthy this year, and this is coming from the biggest Chris Bryant stand that, that will – one of the biggest Chris Bryant stands. And Javi Baez is having one of the worst years of his career on a really bad team. Schwarber, there's a lot of, you can, you can say that was a, right now you can say that wasn't a great move, but I don't know. Like, it's, I think what Jed has done at this point since taking over Theo Epstein, there was a lot of really hard decisions he had to make. Uh, and at this point, I feel like there's, just like any other GM, there's some things you can criticize, and there's some things you can at least be acceptable of. And this whole thing with Contreras, it's unfortunately, unfortunate. But there's another chapter. We've got to wait and see how the rest of the season goes and, and how the offseason goes. I wish it could be different. I promise you. I wish it could be different. I wish we would just know whether they would have traded him or they extended him earlier. But here we are, and this is what we have to deal with.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, place that the Cubs are at. Um, I just don't know where they go. I think they have to offer these deals to these two guys for it to make sense. Maybe not as much hap, uh, you could ride that out for you know another full calendar year and see where you're at at that point. But for Contreras, I, I just don't see how it makes sense. I don't know how bad the return could have been that it wouldn't equal at least a compensatory pick. That, that's what I understand. So now now I would say, as I said in the beginning of the season, I'd prefer they just re-sign Wilson Contreras. Hopefully that number can be, if that would ever happen, would be something very reasonable for both. I just don't think that's happening. I just think he's going to— Well,
1: and if if you have gotten to the point where they genuinely believe the offers they received today, which is the impression I got when he spoke with the media, Ryan, like were worse than the compensatory pick you get for the QO— then you know you've if you don't intend on keeping him in the value that his bat brings even if it was as a dh for a lot of the time going forward you've kind of committed the same sin that theo admitted he did the last time right that would inherently mean that you kept wilson too long past the point that you valued him or the league valued him which is something that theo admitted he had gotten wrong last time so if that's the case if 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 the offers really were that bad and you don't want him for the bat, because the bat is very valuable, you know, what do we make of that? That's
5: that's something Jed said a couple months ago about kind of what went down last year um, and just saying that he kind of felt like they held on to some of those guys too long and they didn't build the things behind them. They didn't make the moves that maybe needed to be made a year, two years, however many years beforehand, um, that that was one of the lessons that he learned. So when you you look at this and and the the not trading Wilson, you kind of think is like okay he really he talked about this two months ago you know not wanting to hold on to some guys too long when it doesn't make sense. So that kind of brings me to wonder kind of in the same vein is like what really were the offers out there? Was it really he looked at it and it's like I, the, the value is better in a qualifying offer like that that um, compensatory pick from, from the qualifying offer than whatever the Mets or whoever was offering. That's I mean that just kind of makes me think because it just just with that quote of him him acknowledging that they held on to some guys too long, and then two months later this happens, doesn't it? Doesn't always like you know it it doesn't really fit together in my mind. So I'm curious to see what exactly the value of uh, return was, and then just it, it must have just it's, it feels like it must have just really not been what the Cubs envisioned it being when they got to this point. When
1: you look at you wonder like. There was talk when people were wondering if they would extend him and, and discussions about that first started. You know, would he want more than Rayo Muto, right? Would he want mm-hmm. the, the, the bigger right. the biggest contract for a catcher and to be that guy? If if he was not at the deadline worth the QO pick or something like that, that's not gonna happen on the open market. If we can read anything into today for a potential free agency, that isn't going to happen. So, does that affect how Jed looks at things? He obviously declined to say today, yeah. but we'll see.
2: I don't know. It's uh, going to be fun to watch it all play out in a way. Did I talk about Owen yet? Yeah, I've not talked about
0: Owen. We should probably talk about Owen. Owen. I, I feel like Owen. that's what I'm going to need tomorrow after a long day at the office here. Yeah, we've been here at the office. A little bit hanging out talking baseball talking baseball. Uh, <laughs> owen which stands for only what you need it's a 100 percent plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do all the products are free of artificial ingredients allergen friendly no gluten no dairy easily digestible first heard about it when i found out that bears quarterback justin fields follows a plant-based diet he's in on owen as well owen and chgo have now partnered up to give you an awesome offer off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me and Justin Fields. Try Owen, only what you need. So now, only what you need is a few more answers from the Cubs. Figure out what's going on, a clear path of what is going to happen. You know, we thought we were going to have a lot of answers tonight. You know, we said if they trade Hap you'll know the rebuild is gonna be much longer. Okay, in reality, they didn't trade happen. and I'm not sure if that's been answered or not.
1: I think we have more questions. Than
0: I actually have more answers. questions yeah. tonight because they didn't trade the two guys because I, apparently the market wasn't what they thought it was going to be. I
2: have more questions about the current roster more than the future because, and we've Agreed. seen it a little bit in the comments, like. They're going to have to make some adjustments to this 40, yeah. man. I mean, they got to get Wineski up here soon because he's Rule 5 eligible, right? He's got a and pitch. Yeah. And like, when are we going to DFA Simmons? When are we going that's, to DFA? That's the real thing. You know, like, you the, didn't like move guys, those. Like,
1: has gone, but Simmons is still here. Yeah. You didn't free up some of those roster spots, and we do still need to get. To, right. we, we sort of just assumed that would happen, and so some of these young guys mm-hmm. would just slot in you didn't free up those position spots, we we still need to do this. Right. So tick-tock on some of these guys. Some have been fun, some we don't like so much and are ready to see out of here as quickly as possible. But either way, like, we need to kind of call it a day, I think, with some of these guys getting yeah, so much playing I mean,
2: time. I, I'm not a Rafael Ortega slander guy because he has been, for what we – what we thought when he originally came to this team, he's overall been probably better than we expected. Yeah. He, I mean, uh, he's really he really struggled in July. Got a hit tonight, but, I mean, who knows what we'll see the rest of the season. But I, I, I do think there's value there. But considering the young guys and considering his age, like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So I wouldn't be upset. You know, if they were unable to move Rafael Ortega the trade trade deadline with, you know, how good he basically been this year, then you might as well DFAM as well. I'd rather see Crook or, or Jackson Frazier. You know what I mean? Like, the, that's what the rest of the season is for. Like that, that we, the, the last two months of the season mean something because like, I mean, so in some weird way, there were things from the second half of last year that led to, to the Cubs now. I mean, Jed Hoyer even said himself, Scott Efros came up in the second half of last year and impressed, yep. and it led to him having a huge role on this team this year, and it landed the Cubs a starting pitcher and a guy who's a top 10, uh, is in the top ten of their pipeline right now. So yep. It's like, valuable time. Right. There, there are still things. Wins and losses don't matter, but there are still things to play for in terms of what is going to – who are guys are going to be on next year's team
0: you got to play McKinstry, too, right? Like, Yeah. It, but Bodie's still around. You've got McKinstry. You've got corner outfielders that you're now going to play Madrigal. because Hap is still here. Madrigal's <laughs> just been added back to the mix. <laughs> yep. There's so there many was, guys. Chats
1: pumped about that. So many sure.
2: guys. And I, I just don't know how they're going to figure out how to play them all. So, in the current, in the present, I'm, I have more questions about how they're going to get at bats for guys the rest of the season but keeping in Hap does give me optimism for 2023. At as the moment, it's worth. one
1: less productive position you have to fill, right. right? Which is what sort of you know you would have been selling high, but you didn't, and you know that's one outfielder that you and don't have pitching, to deal with now. And the
2: pitching has come along too, so there are there are things to be excited about. And I know this t- this season has been a ma- massive disappointment, but there are things to look forward to. Things to get excited about.
5: I, I, would you, Ryan? Anything that you, really? Go ahead. I was gonna say, would you believe me if I told you the Cubs were about to have a second roster crunch in one season in <laughs> this type of, type of season?
0: Right. I know. Like I, I get roster crunches on the Dodgers right now. Yeah. Well, you have a you have a roster crunch on a team that's doing the push to sixty three. Now, Cody. Is a little bit excited about the fact that the push to sixty-three wins to avoid a hundred losses seems more within reach because Contreras and Happ are still on the roster. But you do have to rebuild the bullpen, so you still take some away. But I, hey, Happ and Contreras certainly make it easier to get to sixty-three.
2: Yeah, man, I still want a hundred-loss season, man. I. We do okay I'll take 99 nine. But triple digits No Schedule's light it. Coming Can't up They it. should yeah, be able To rack is, up some wins I mean I Play the, like, the Nationals know, six not, times Maybe not rack
1: run. up some wins yeah. But you know Relative to <laughs> You know what their performance is Yeah uh, rack Let's up not the get wins. carried away Yeah It's probably the play first spoiler, time I've said that about them This play year Play
2: spoiler in September I don't know this is what I do, man. I just try to find reasons to be optimistic.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it was near on Twitter uh, before the end of the game suggested, why not play hap at fir- try hap at first base to open up one of those corner outfield spots? I don't know. Maybe that's something Ian Hap would consider. I will say he's having his best season when you left him in left field instead of moving him around a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, does he have the power of the first baseman? I mean, how many homers does he have this year? Like he's nine. Nine, yeah, like, we've, we've seen him have really good power, but this year he's really been able to put it together, you know, on base and, you know, getting on base a lot, and, you know, the slugging's a little bit down, I guess you could say, but the batting average is, you know, very good, so I, I don't know.
1: Something interesting, just driving because we've and been runs talking ways. about it, and this might just inflame some conversation this late into the episode, uh... Kyle Schwarber has 33 home runs, but you know who he has the same WRC Plus as? Ian Happ, 120. Same overall offensive value if really? you believe in that statistic. So something to think about. Very
2: interesting. One of them
5: hits a lot of home runs. One of them gets on base a lot more. Right. I'm sure, you can yeah. figure out who does, who does which.
0: And they might let both walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Steven we said, gotta wait
1: longer for yeah. that on half, but we we'll might
5: let both
2: walk away. Steven asks, "What is, what is David Ross good at as a manager? Are we really going to start questioning him? I don't know how many times we have to answer, it, man. Like I feel like it's a question every night. When you got a, lot a roster of people like don't this, like, him. like I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna take to get people to just wait one, at least another year. This, the situation that he's been given is, is awful."
1: Yeah, I so don't awful. Whatever you think as about bad him. It's his dancing with the stars routine. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he come in yeah. second? I don't know. He finished pretty hard. It was in bad. That, it I was think. embarrassing. I
2: mean, I will say this. Yeah, there's a few times. Like, there's some times in the lineup I'm like, play Nelson Velazquez more. I would like to see Nelson Velazquez more. But, again, they, they have. You got to play Happ and Suzuki. And, you know, I. Is Velasquez a, a good center fielder? I don't know. He's he, they, they let him do it in San Francisco, so uh, I mean maybe he is. I, but I I've never heard them project him as a center fielder. But they could also DH him. But they've been DHing Contreras for so long. So that's, that's I, a I, thing. Don't, I don't I don't think you don't can know. make
1: a call on Ross in a season like this, and especially with everything going on. I it I I don't care. About Dave, personally, it's just like, we'll evaluate that I just, that think, ma- I just think
2: blaming the manager is lazy. It really
1: is. This is a roster problem, not a David Ross problem. It's, it's super lazy, in my opinion.
0: This has been fun. We did an hour and a half during the trade deadline. Now we've done over an hour. Joey's giving me the old rap. I think he's got a tea time in the morning. We could go on for like three more hours.
6: We're at, an okay. hour, we're at an hour fifteen. We're we don't an we don't 15. have an, a hard out, but I'm just We've I'm looking at this. Hours. I think Cody could talk for another four hours if we don't if we don't close. I can it sit down. here and talk
2: about this freaking team. Wait, well, like, wait, we got
0: we'll, we'll do a super chat and then we go because David Elliott did a super chat for four ninety nine. <laughs> First, a late thanks for the live stream last Sunday. I'm so glad CHGO here. Successful. Need more crossover with San Ranto. Thank uh, you. Oh yeah,
2: I was in the I was on the San Ranto. Thanks show. for the super chat. Yeah, thanks. And the nice words. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that. It's hey. always
2: nice to read the nice comments. A lot of negative ones today. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate those, too, because at least you're here and you're venting, and I get that.
1: <laughs> as long as you feel something.
2: Yeah, feel something. Yeah. When, spin zone for the entire night and the Cubs losing 6 to nothing. Yadier Molina is batting 192 since he blocked me on Instagram. There Hate you got that. It.
0: Got that going for you, which is certainly nice. And we had Pat, Pat, Pat Hughes on
6: the broadcast, uh, I was listening. He said, he said, uh, I think or Molina will probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, oh I'd god. vote for him. And I just thought, oh my god, I wonder if Corey or Cody heard that. Pat has never done anything
0: wrong in did his life. The, so. Did you see the? Did you see the double play that Nico turned? I didn't think there was any way there was a double play. Yadier was running oh, so, so slow. slowly.
6: He's so slow. We need Yadier versus Herb
0: in the <laughs> street now. <laughs> Uh, He was running slower to first base than Tony La eyelids blink when he's in the dugout in the first inning. How about that?
1: that. Whatever you think about David Ross, at least he's not falling asleep in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction. I think we can start
2: criticizing David Ross when you actually go into a year with actual real expectations. Yeah. And in 2020, he did pretty good with what the roster he had they won the division Herb would win. if whether it was the pandemic year or not they still won the, the the division and then last year you know the writing was on the wall like everyone said they're going to trade everyone and then they did like the situation he has been in is like it's very hard to judge i i think a manager what the manager is supposed to do is get guys up to play for them and play for the the team and manage a bullpen really well and considering the a roster situation, yeah, he hasn't been perfect, but I also think he's been okay. So I feel like we reevaluate in 2023 because they could bring in a different manager and it will just be the same thing.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We're going to be back here tomorrow for a post-game show after game two from this series. Ryan, you're staying in St. Louis, right? You'll be there tomorrow I'll as well? Be here. I'll be here. So, bottom line, Cubs, at the trade deadline, trade four relievers total. They get back one position player and three pitchers, all younger than the guys they sent out. But Hap and Contreras and Stroman and Wisdom and Simmons and a lot of these other guys that we talked about were not traded to this point. So, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of months. We'll keep an eye on that. Big thanks to everybody that joined today. Again, like three hours of live podcasting. You were there for that. We appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast portion, uh, we appreciate that too. Make sure you like, Absolutely. subscribe, all those things, thumbs up, whatever, Ooh, we whatever hit else. We 50 likes, did. by the way. We did hit 50?
2: We did. Shout out to everyone who knew how to hit a like button. I appreciate it. And
0: 50 it. is an important number. So Absolutely. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs game podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Thanks for watching. Fly the W. See you tomorrow.